Hey, Dr. Andy here from the Intentional Living Center today. Boy, listen, we're off and running here in 2024, and my wife and I walk every morning. It's one of the habits we've developed intentionally in our lives, and and uh, I had to comment to her. I said, wow, you know, already got a few of these days behind us as we're walking already, already into 2024, and our phone lines are ready to go. In fact, they're wide open. we got lots of calls uh, to get to in a moment. Here's what we're doing uh, we're just opening the phone lines. Ask Dr. Randy something maybe you're wrestling with, something in your life. You just want to talk to a friend. I just want to be your friend today. Uh, encourage you, share what I've learned and what I think uh, God is teaching us in His Word that might be an encouragement to you. Uh, all you have to do is call 888-888-1717 to leave your story on our storyline today because we got the calls that we need already lined up and ready to go. Just like... Uh, Santiago in uh, Texas. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Dr. Randy. Thank good. You for taking my call. Appreciate it. Uh, how can I help? What's going on? Well, uh, 10 years ago, I stepped out in faith, left everything. Um, I got married, you know, uh, with my second wife. I didn't want to get married, but I know God brought us together, and uh, we're still married today. You know, I stepped out in faith and went out to Dallas. To go to seminary. Uh, a couple of year, years later, I was in auto accident, and I uh, just been hard trying to get back on my feet. You know, the finances uh, are not where they're supposed to be. And praying for that being in line with God's word. Uh, I've been working, you know, and uh, got laid off from a job about uh, three months ago, and so now I'm just looking for direction. You know, asking the Lord, where does He want me to go? I've applied for so many. Send out my resume for so many jobs, and it's like no doors are opening. So me and my wife moved back to West Texas, and, uh, you know, we got a piece of land there that we're living on, you know, and uh, just seeking the Lord, you know, and uh, looking for direction. Well, it, I was interested. I, I kind of got caught on early in your call when you said um, I didn't want to get married. What? Why? why? Oh, no, I, w- I was married. Yeah, I know. Uh, you were first, married and you were divorced. With you, you were remarried, but you didn't want to get married again? Oh, yes. Yeah, I said, no. And I prayed. I said, Lord, I'm never ever going to be with another woman. She's going to be on fire for you like I am. You know, and uh, as a man of God, you know, I I was just going to work and, and after that divorce, you know, and just going to work and uh, going to church. But then uh, one day my cousin called me and said, you found me a woman. Uh, I'm not looking for no woman or no one, but the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, just talk to her, you know. And so we started talking. We hit it off. Hmm. And it's like, How wow. long have you been married now? Twelve years. All right, here's a question for you. You got married. Twelve mm-hmm. years. You feel God led you to be with that woman that you're married to. Mm-hmm. What does she mm-hmm. tell you? What does she tell you about what you're facing right now? Well, we kind of get into disagreements about, you know, maybe we should have just stayed where we were at. And, uh, you know, but it was her her decision to come with me. I didn't make her come with me. And we got married, and she said, okay, I'm ready to go. So we left and went out to North Texas, and, you know, everything's – I mean, it's been hard, but, you know, we're together, and we both understand yeah. that it's not going to be easy. But we just keep trusting the Lord, you know, and – well, what I'll do you want to have? What do you want to have happen in your life? You're trusting the Lord, but what do you want to have happen? Yes. Well, see, I've been working treating water for 30 years, and it's like, Lord, should I go back to water treatment, or should I 
uh, step out in faith or just I want to go into ministry. You know, that's why I went to seminaries to go to ministry. Okay. But it's like, I guess that, that little fear is inside of me. is like, well, you know, I'm not no good. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. what if I mess up or whatever, you know, just like in the scripture with Moses and all the other prophets and people that went. All right. Okay, let, well, let me, I'm just seeking direction. All right, that, that's what I hear. You're seeking direction. Let, let, let me encourage you. And let me say this to all Christians. I, I've been a follower of Christ for a long, long time, probably more years than many of you have been alive. And, and, and that doesn't make me more spiritual, but I've learned some things in observing people. Okay, is that fair? As a follower of Christ and a brother in Christ. I think sometimes we, we can, as Christians, Escape the responsibility of dealing with what's right in front of us by saying, I'm waiting on the Lord. Please understand me now. I know some of you that went right up the back of your spine into your hair standing on end, right? I understand when we say we're waiting on the Lord. We need to do that. We need to understand that God's speaking to us, okay? But what I'm encouraging you, Santiago, there in Texas, is because what I hear is you're discouraged, uh, you're beating yourself up, you're not sure you're worthy. Um, your wife's got different ideas than you do, and you guys are sort of, how do I say this, kind of living unintentionally. An unintentional life is that you're doing things. You're busy, you're loving each other, you care for each other, you're, you're active, you probably have a long list of things you're doing, but it's not taking you anywhere. There's not really a goal, there's not a direction that you're headed together. Here's what I would encourage you to do. Make the decision today, first step of intentional living, to say, we're done with this. God, you have something better in store. Been waiting, waiting on you. We're going to take some action. We're going to get some counsel. We're going to talk to some trusted people, people who know us, love us, care for us. We're going to lay the proverbial cards face up on the table. Say, we need some help. We need some direction. Here's where we are. We're not quite sure what to do next. Ask us some tough questions. Uh, Work with us. Pray with us. Help us think this through so we can make a decision Get that decision in print and start acting on it every day. The second step of intentional living, make a decision, and then every day do that next right one thing. One thing every day that will start moving you in the right direction in your life. And that really is what intentional living is all about. It really is. All right, my friend, we'll be praying for you there in Texas. You can do this. God will give you the strength. You're capable. Don't give up. Don't let whatever the history is of feeling like maybe you're a failure and you can't do it, you, you, but get some counsel because some other people know you in some ways better than you know yourself and they can give you some input and let the right people speak into your life. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Cynthia, also in Texas. Hi, Cynthia. How are you today? Hi, Randy. I'm doing great. Thank Good. you. Good. Go right ahead. Hi. I'm calling because I heard a um, conversation you had with Anthony on Tuesday. Yes, he said he was a horrible, it was interesting, he said, I'm a horrible husband, um, he's been thrown out, he wants to get back with his wife, but this, because he's been lying and all these things, and and they were in the middle of our call, his wife called, and uh, yes. yeah, so you obviously, it spoke to you in some way, go right ahead. Yes, it spoke to me on being on the other end, which is the wife. Yeah. I too, I, ha- I too had been in similar situation, and I would just want to let Randy know to be patient to that. Just like um, she's being, she was patient with him. We had to go do the same thing, like the same process of healing, you know, now he, it's his turn to do the same process that, that as a woman, his wife did too. 
takes time. You know, if I'm, I'm currently waiting on my husband too, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stay and just wait. So what do you I, do? I, so you're saying your husband, you're waiting for some things to evolve in his I'm life? Or on, on, yes. Like I'm waiting on him, but it's all up to the Lord. Yeah. I don't, I'm not waiting on him if he decides to be with me or, um, or make things right or come to me. No, I'm waiting on him to do his walk with the Lord. Everybody, I feel like everybody has to individually do the, uh, the walk, the yeah. healing process, you know, and that's how I've encountered the Lord. And that's how, how he opened up my heart to see um, where, how I need to see my husband. But when you're waiting, you're not just waiting, you're living, you're growing, you're getting stronger, you're doing yes. the things you need to, I'm assuming, if I hear, hear what I'm hearing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because waiting, you know what? Waiting is really an act. It's an active thing. Waiting isn't like sitting in a uh, waiting room. I don't think at, a, at your doctor's office. We we learn when we're waiting. We're still active. I mean, we're waiting for God maybe to direct, but we're still living. We're learning. We're growing. We're doing the things we need to do. We're asking the right questions. We're seeking counsel. We're going to church. We're being around the right people, and waiting for God to, to intervene along the way. But it doesn't mean like a waiting room where you just sit there with our arms crossed, you know, looking at the uh, a 1972 Reader's Digest. Come on, doctors, update your Reader's Digest. They don't even make those anymore, do they? I don't know. But anyway, uh, that that's I don't think that's what it means to wait on the Lord. I think we really um, we're sensitive. It's a level of sensitivity spiritually, and so on. And so that's what your message is, Cynthia. It's a good one. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living. And we'll be right back. Join Dr. Randy Carlson at the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. On our first date, I took Donna to the football game. She leans over to me and says, Randy, my hands are cold. I say, why don't you sit on them? (laughs) My goal is to help you see today that you can go from where you are today to love and respect. Join Dr. Randy Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at TheIntentionalLife.com. Hey, Liz, I hope you do that. March 1st in East Lansing, the home of the Michigan State University Spartans. Uh, We're going to be there at New Hope Church uh, on March 1st, Friday night, Saturday night over in Auburn Hills in the Detroit metro, metro Detroit area. Looking forward to an intentional love marriage date night. Tickets are on sale this week and uh, available. Limited seating. want you to come. Bring some other couples with you. Make it a fun evening. I'll tell you what, we're going to laugh. I'm going to share some stories. I don't on the air. Uh, but it also, I'm going to challenge you with some takeaway stuff for your marriage. I think you'll find helpful. So if your marriage matters to you and you, something you like to just kind of laugh and learn and maybe take some things away that'll be helpful, including some of the resources and so on, get your tickets today. Go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Click on events and we'd love to see you there. Hi, Debbie. How are you today in Texas? 
I am good. It's cold in Texas. Yeah, it was cool here too, man. And we've been in the upper 30s, low 40s in the morning um, in Arizona, but uh, we enjoy it. It's fun. Well, I am a Michigander, and I must, I have to say, first of all, congratulations to our Wolverines winning that game yesterday. Well, good for them. I know that was, uh, th- we're excited for them and, um, and excited for the Pistons finally winning a game last week, too, <laughs> in Detroit. So that's for our Detroit listeners, by the way. All right. How can I help yeah. you today, Debbie? Okay. Um, I've asked this question before to different pastors, and nobody seems to have an answer. Oh, you, th- you and you think I do, right? I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm just oh, okay. reaching right. out, right? Okay, that's fine. That's here. Thing, that's right? Fine. Yeah, okay, so let's hear. The bar is very high, been set very high now, you know. Oh, all right. (laughs) All right. Just calm down. Remember, breathe in, breathe out, right? All right. I'm doing that. Okay. Okay. My question is this. When God created Adam, he found that he needed a helper. So he created Eve. Mm -hmm. So I have not found a helper. I was married over 40 years, and I've been divorced for 12 and um, I have not met anyone anywhere, not at church, or and, you know it's it's hard to meet people. I don't like to go to. I wouldn't go to bars and things like that where a lot of people meet. Um, but I've never met a helper. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, you know, where where does that lie with? And and I'm speaking for many, many, many single people. Yeah. Well, uh, that's true. That's what the Bible teaches. It's not good for Adam to be alone. He, and listen, most guys, we need help. Okay? Let's just well, face it. Come on, guys. We need, we need help. Come on. Uh, yeah. But you don't want to be helping the wrong person. Yeah, right. Are, are you with me? Breathe in, breathe out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you you want to be a helper, but you don't want to be helping the wrong person. What I'm saying is uh, there's there should not be an urgency to this uh need to be married because what happens is we make dumb mistakes whenever we have an urgent sense of decision making on something that important sometimes people spend more time deciding on their vacation they're going to go on than the person they're going to marry and that is really foolish and so take your time and now we're talking about waiting on the lord okay if this is a desire of your heart, and what does the Bible say? If you seek him and you delight yourself in him and give you the desires of your heart, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen today or tomorrow, but that's your desire. But you do have to look in the right places, and the bar is not the place to go. And, uh, and, and I, don't, I think if you're just out looking, it's not the right thing either. You just are available. You're, you're just saying, I'm here. I want to meet people. I want to trust God and see, see what happens. A lot of people are turning to online to connect. Got to be careful with anything like that. Be careful. But I know I talk to a lot of people say that's how I met my spouse or that's how I met, you know, the person we we ultimately married. Uh, Being in in those places where you're going to have Christian activities, uh, friends, um, your church, other places where you can have an opportunity to be with people. I mean, that, that's just part of the process and see what God has for you, but not rushing it. When we rush something this critical, it can be such a huge problem, I think. 
I've talked to so many people who've said, man, I wish I could have rethought that, you know? Um, I let my emotions run away with me or my hormones run away with me or my neediness to run away with me. And in the process, uh, it costs a great deal of misery. So taking time, Debbie, I think is really important for you. All right. Thank you, Debbie. Appreciate the, the call. Let me go to, oops, sorry about that. I'm going to Jim. He's, he's not on line one. He's on line four. That was my mistake. There we go. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Go right ahead. Appreciate your call today. Hey, no problem. Uh, first time listening. So, um, well, did you just find us? And, did you just find uh, us? I then? did. Huh. Yes. So you're spinning the and dial I'll and explain, well, I'll explain why in just a second here. Okay. Um, the, the question is, I apologize. I don't mean to cut you off. That's is, right. uh, have you ever heard of the program Exodus 90? I have not. Okay, so um, ultimately, it's a 90-day challenge through the book of Exodus, which you um, share with other men, um, and you are supposed to be, quote-unquote, led away from pharaohs, which is like the today's modern pharaohs, right? So things yeah. that take away from your family or children or you know, TV, cell phones, alcohol, stuff like that. Um, and it's a 90 day program and there's a bunch of disciplines that are going along with it. Um, and when you speak about living intentionally, is this something you think would be, I don't know. I've been, so I've I've started it. It's day two. Uh, one of the things that's part of the disciplines is to only listen to uplifting music, right? So I, I searched today for uh, a Christian radio station that I've been listening all day. Uh, so here I am. And what difference does that think you've made in the short time you've been listening? Um, to you today in the different... Um, I mean, just to, that you've made. been listening to music and you've been listening to the station. Has it, how has it impacted you? Uh, I mean, it's been a, it's been a good day. <laughs> uh, I think I listen to pretty uh, mellow music in the first place, so I'm not a big uh, hardcore, I don't know, rap fan or anything like that. So my music is is normally country and and kind of uplifting, anyways. But regardless of the fact, the day's been great. I've been um, enjoying people's stories and some kind of heart wrenching stories that I've prayed for, and uh, the music has been good. There's some songs I've I've liked, and there's some songs I'm like, eh. A little soft, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, all right, that's, that's fair. Now let me ask you, Jim, why were you interested in a challenge of any sort in this year? What led you to say, hey, I need to do something like this? Uh, so I'm not really big on the whole New Year's resolutions. I think that we all kind of need to evaluate um, ourselves more frequently than once a year and kind of adjust our behaviors and, and what we need to be focusing on for a shorter time mm-hmm. um, rather than just New Year's resolutions. And you said it earlier, you know, by February, people are done with them already because they oftentimes don't practice the behavior of uh, setting short-time goals and reaching and then adjusting and doing it again. Um, I've kind of been in, in leadership for many years, so I've helped leaders and, and myself always try to continue to grow. So I'm more in short-term things. So a 90-day challenge, um, I've, I've done similar things in, in the past or um, hard challenges or non-drinking challenges. But this is the first one that uh, really upped your 
disciplines of things you're not supposed to do. And also took me out of my comfort zone of love listening to music, finding a, an hour of prayer every day. Um, a couple of things that I haven't done, which um, I'm excited for. Um, I've listened to the, the hollow app uh-huh. uh, quite frequently over the past year. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. So this is kind of adding to, to that and gives a little bit more direction of uh, a certain book, which I'm excited about as well. Um, I don't know. I, I think that there's not negative things that can come from it, but I've talked to a couple of, of friends and family and they're like, Oh, like that's, that's so much. One of a, another discipline is taking cold showers instead of warm showers, <laughs> you know, and like, oh, I would never do that. And it's like, well, I don't know. I think it's one of the smaller things of this, but well, I'm with you on all of us at the cold shower so far. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Jim, listen, uh, you know, I've been at this thing of helping people a long time, and um, one of the things I've noticed is that when people are, I think God draws us into things. He draw, He, he speaks to us. His Holy Spirit's way of drawing us. And I, I you know, I, I'm not a prophet, but I think God sort of has drawn you to, to some place in your life where you're saying, hey, I want something more. I just I want you know I just want a different life or maybe a little better life or something, and I think it's God's way of saying I love you and I care for you, Jim, and uh, your life has meaning and purpose. And when we fill it with stuff that's just you know let's face it, some of this stuff is is okay, but it's marginal as far as building our lives. Not about perfection. Intentional living is not about perfection. Here's what we believe, Jim. We believe that because God sent His Son Christ Jesus to come to the earth and die for us. Um, and get, provide for our salvation, we can do no less than to give our lives in, in, in a sense of, hey, our lives have meaning. Frankly, without a sense of the, the creation of God and his love for me, what, what is the purpose of living? I mean, it's just to be merry and drink and have a great time. And, but, you know, God's given us a purpose, a meaning. And I, I just sense that maybe God's just really kind of leading you to say, hey, what where, where did where is this leading you in your own life? It's not just to have a better day or better life or a better year, but I think it should take us somewhere. That's why I say goals are good. They're okay. Goals are great. I mean, in terms of, hey, this is where I'd like to go. I want to get out of debt. And I'm a leader as well, Jim. We lead people. And I understand you have to have goals and you have to have goals and controls and all these things in leadership. I understand that. But it's what we do every day that matters. It's what I do today. And if a cold shower helps, that's part of it. You know, that's helping. If that's something you need to do right now, it's helpful. But getting into God's word, and, and I do challenge you about the radio, not just not just self-serving to say, hey, listen to the radio station because it's our station, but because I believe that the music that you hear and the words that you hear spoken will speak to your spirit. It will speak to your life. We become what we listen to, what we tell ourselves over an extended period of time. If I continue to listen to the negativity of the world day in and day out, it's going to draw me down. It's just the way we're wired. We're human beings. And so we become a lot of what we choose to listen to every day. Not only on radio, but just what we read, what we the people we let into our lives. People, we, we become like the people we hang around with, don't we? They either bring us up or they bring us down in the process. So, You know what? I'm glad you're listening, Jim. Here's the deal. Take 90 days, listen to the station, continue this challenge. I have, I have not heard of it, but it sounds like some good things they're free to do. I'd love to have you call back 90 days from now and tell me what difference 
as a 90-day challenge or even a 30-day challenge made in your life. Hello, Dr. Randy. This is Sam. And uh, two years ago, I intentionally decided to uh, leave the intentional life by waking up in the morning and thanking God for everything that He has done for me. Also, during the day, I take time to thank Him and thank Him again at night when I go to bed. And you know, that has made a real difference in my life. I'm more peaceful, I have more joy, and I get more encouragement to seek Him in His Word. I also like to get your address so I can make a contribution to your ministry. God bless. Hey, listen, that's a great lead in. Man, that's a setup, isn't it? You know, the best thing to do with all the internet connectivity now, just go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Click on a little donate icon and you can give your gift there. And boy, I want to say thanks to those of you who helped out uh, closing out 2023 and are with us here in 2024. Listen, God is speaking to people. When we talk to people like Jim and others, the people every day who are coming to Christ, and you're helping make it possible. We thank you for it. All right, quickly, before I run out of time, I think i have time for one more. What, go, go right ahead. What's your question? Hey, I uh, just had a quick question. Might not be a quick answer, but, you know, when my wife and I got married, we probably didn't make the smartest decisions. And now, you know, 10 years into the marriage, you know, still run through difficult times. And so I was wondering, how can a parent explain to their child how not to make the same mistakes without sounding like, you know, hey, I wish I'd never gotten married, if that makes sense. All right. (laughs) Painful. Ouch. I hear that. What you're saying is, got some issues in our marriage. Our marriage isn't very happy. And how do we warn our kids, think about this before you get married? I think that's what I heard you really asking. And uh, that's a great question. And the fact that you're vulnerable enough to ask it, two things. One is, I would encourage you to use that that passion and that concern to help in your own marriage. Talk to your wife and say, hey, honey, there's some things maybe we could do to build our marriage. Maybe we made some mistakes early on and should have thought about some things before we said I do. We didn't, but here's where we are. What are we going to do about it? That'd be for you personally. But for your kids, I don't think you have to ruminate about, you know, your problems in your marriage and I shouldn't have married your mom or whatever. I mean, I'm not sure that's going to be helpful, but you know what? You can be honest with your kids, both of you together, to say, you know, when your dad and I got married, there were some things we should have talked about before we did, because we've been wrestling a lot through our marriage. We've had to work on issues, I don't know, financial or uh, being on the same page with spiritual things or whatever. Just be honest, because you're speaking into the lives of your kids and say, these are things you guys need to really think about and pray about. It's important that the two of you, when you get married someday, be on the same page with the things that matter most. While opposites attract, it's the similarities that draw us together. That's a key. All right, we're out of time. But we're not out of help for you. And Intentional Living Online, we've got a lot of help through our podcast, all of our podcasts available, blogs, helpful articles, uh, devotionals, all of that at theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. All of it provided by the support of men and women, individuals, businesses who support uh, Intentional Living every month. And we thank you as well for your support. God bless you.
We'll be back next time with more intentional living. Stay intentional. We'll see you then.